Hello, people of the way. Today is Communion Sunday. Now, if you do not have communion elements, hit pause and listen to the message. Uh, it's called Communion Preparation. Uh, it's how to get the elements, how to prepare the elements, but it's also how to prepare your heart to receive uh, a communion, to partake of communion. And not just your heart, the, those who are with you. You might have a home fellowship, those who meet in your home uh, to prepare their hearts, you know, and also, I have to say, if you're playing games with the Lord or you're not a believer, do not partake of communion. Okay, this isn't like to, you know, come off as abrasive. And I don't say that to hurt you, but, you know, the, the get your heart right with the Lord. If you're not a believer, if you're playing games with the Lord, and even if you are a believer and you're not playing games with the Lord, make sure your heart is right with Him. Okay, you might have to repent at any time during this message. You might have to just hit pause and say, Lord, I blew it. Forgive me. Lord, forgive me. I shouldn't have said this. Lord, I shouldn't have done this. I shouldn't have said I shouldn't have thought this. You know, to have pure hearts, pure minds before the Lord. And if you're not a believer, you know, the wages of sin is death. The only way you can have life is is to believe in Jesus Christ. And there's a supernatural transaction that happens when you believe in Jesus Christ and you repent. What happens is that your sin is taking, taken off of you and he's, the Lord, our Father in heaven, places your sin on his son. And remember, he died. Jesus Christ died. Okay? Which means he paid the price for your sin. Remember, the wages of sin is death. He transferred your debt. Our, you believe in Jesus Christ? There's a debt transfer. Your life, life for life, just like the Old Testament. Life for life. Blood as atoning. That's why you hear Christians sometimes, if you're not a believer, you hear Christians speaking Christianese and they say, you know, we're washed by the blood. That's what happens. We're washed clean by the blood. Pure, pure hearts, pure minds by the blood of Jesus Christ. You see? And then Jesus, what he says, remember he, he told uh, uh, Mary Magdalene, let go of me, don't hold on to me because I have not yet ascended to my Father. And when I ascend to my Father, I'm going to send the Holy Spirit. And so when you believe in Jesus Christ, you know, there's that transfer of your sin onto Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ died. And by the power of the Holy Spirit, God rose him again on the third day. He rose again. And you... Dying with him can also rise with him. And when I say dying with him, dying in him, that's the death to your old nature, the death to your old self, the death, to, the, the death of the old self where you used to be involved in X, Y, Z. And then we can be a people alive in Christ. You see? So if that's you, if you're not a believer, hit pause and listen to the message, how to commit your life to Jesus Christ. And then when you uh, uh, commit your life to him, you come back and you listen. And then we do this together. We partake of communion together. So playing games with the Lord, not a believer, don't partake of communion. But if that's you, then let today be the day of salvation. Okay, so open up your Bible to 1 Corinthians chapter 11. 1 Corinthians chapter 11, and we're going to start here in verse 23. Brother Paul, Brother Paul speaking to a remnant in Corinth. If you've listened to our study through 1 Corinthians, you know now that, wow, this is a remnant here in, in, in chapter 11. This is a remnant according to grace. And so we see here in verse 23, For I received from the Lord that which I also delivered to you, that the Lord Jesus on the same night in which he was betrayed took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, Take 
eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Now, you have the communion elements, but don't partake just yet. We're going to do it together in a little bit. So hold on to them. Don't partake of them just yet. In verse 25, in the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And then he says this. In verse 26, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, as often, whenever we do this together, and you know, you might do it in a, a different uh, uh, frequency, but here we do it uh, uh, once a month, the first Sunday of every month. And as often as we do it, as is said here, as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you proclaim. You proclaim, we proclaim the Lord's death till he comes. He is coming again. Jesus Christ is coming again. Now, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I'm pretty firm in in my position that we're a last day's generation. That's my own personal conviction. Just looking at the signs of the times. But the Lord could tarry. The Lord could tarry. But even still, we know that he is coming again. And as often as we partake of these elements, that's what we're doing. We're proclaiming his death until he comes. I don't, you know, as a former Catholic, the Lord rescued me from Catholicism. As a former Catholic, I'm very wary of tradition. When people say tradition this, tradition that, tradi-, you know, sometimes people have certain traditions and some regular churches have traditions. I'm very wary of those things. And I say this as a former Catholic, which is all tradition, on biblical tradition. And so, you know, I read this and I say this and we live out this tradition, but it's very holy, very holy. It's beautiful because what we're doing is we partake of these elements together as a church body. But then at the same time, we proclaim the Lord's death until he comes. Therefore, in verse 27, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. You know what's so beautiful? If you've been listening for a while and you've listened to the entirety of our study in 1 Corinthians, do you see how dangerous this would have been if chapter 11 was like cut and pasted and put in chapter 1? Do you see how dangerous this would have been if the Carnal believers in Corinth, yes, they believed, praise be to the Lord, but there was no growth, there was arrested development, there was no maturing in Christ, no maturity in Christ, and that's when you have chapter 5, which is like, whoa, that is like some major division that happens. Make this distinction between uh, the leaven and the non-leaven, that's what Paul says to the church, and then of the leaven, separate from them, he says. Action words. You guys separate from these people because they are leaven. Your rejoicing isn't good when you're together with them. Now, do you see how this particular, like, like in verse 27, if if, if, if if verse 27 was in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, and I, I don't want to sound heretical in saying, like, saying it like that, but do you see how dangerous it would have been? How dangerous it would have been for the church, each individual saint, uh, the church, how dangerous it would have been for Paul because he would, he would, his obedience would be, it wouldn't it'd be non-existent. And so I love how you see this tempo and flow of 1 Corinthians because you see how, 
Yes, Paul acknowledges, inspired of the Spirit, the acknowledgement, yes, you guys are believers, but you're baby believers in chapter 3. But then we get to chapter 5, and then he tells the church, you guys have to make this distinction. This is leaven. Yes, you guys are babies, but you have to make this distinction. This is leaven, and it's not good. So separate from them. So now we get into chapter 11, and it's that remnant. The leaven has already been taken care of. The leaven is no longer here. Now these are the people, this remnant of Corinth, these are the people that partake of the elements. Where, you know, all the, the works of the flesh are no longer there. Now, keep in mind that the church, in when, when Corinth was founded, there was about a three-year gap between when Paul wrote the first epistle. This three-year gap where there was no growth. So that's why you hear me say, if you're a baby Christian and you've been a Christian for a week, Maybe you, you were saved today. You became born again today. Praise be to the Lord. But if you're a baby Christian and you've been a, a baby Christian for the last five years, you need to repent. You need to repent because that's not good. That's called arrested development. And it is likely that you have things, works of the flesh that are too high and not enough works of the spirit. You see, I don't, I don't know who your pastor is. I don't know where you go to fellowship. I don't know where you go to church. But your pastor should have taught you these things. You know, to put away the things which so easily ensnare us. The things which so easily ensnare you might be the things which so easily ensnare me. And so we lay aside these things. We, we denounce these things. Not to say that we can ever be sinless. But each and every day, we can sin less and less and less and less. And don't, don't just think about the sin of commission, the things that we do, the things that we say, the steps of our feet, the works of our hands. Don't forget there's the sin of omission. Because if the Lord, said, if the Lord has you do something and you do not do it, to him it is sin. That's what the Bible says. That's called the sin of omission. That's when the Lord says, do this, and then we don't do it. That's not good. We need to repent of that as well. We need to repent of that as well. You see, repent, 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 repent. It's like taking showers, taking a bath. You know, imagine how funky we would be if we never bathed for a month. We never bathed for a week. You see, but we repent, washed in the blood of Jesus Christ. You see? And then we continue, you know, don't forget our study in Leviticus. Don't forget all the sacrifices, all the different sacrifices. The ox, the, the lamb, the goat, the turtle doves, all these different, the ox, all these different sacrifices, symbolic of Jesus Christ. Not just the, you know, the, there's the sin offering, but don't forget there's the trespass offering. There's all these different offerings. All these things point to Jesus Christ. All these things you see typology in Jesus Christ. And so what does that say for you and me? Let us be a people that repent, not afraid to repent because I blow it. I blow it. I don't blow it like I did 20 years ago, 25 years ago. I don't blow it like that. But that's not to say that it can't happen. The threat is always there. Remember, Satan roams around like a lion waiting for whom he may devour. But we have to be equipped. 
We have to be equipped. We're, we're equipped full gear. We have our shield. We have our sword. We have the helmet. And so when the lion pounces, boom, we have a sword slice. You see, we have to be engaged in this battle, engaged in this fight, just like we studied on Wednesday. Engaged to fight, engaged for combat. You see, we have to grow, we have to mature. And so if you're a baby Christian and you hear me say you got to repent, well, yes, you do have to repent. Don't be a baby anymore. I mean, if you're a baby and you were just born fresh out of the womb today, and I'm speaking very spiritually, fresh out of the womb today, you're a born again believer today. Praise be to the Lord. Praise be to the Lord. You're a baby Christian, but you're a legit baby Christian. If you're a baby Christian, you've been walking with the Lord for 10 years, you need to repent. That's not good. Don't be a baby. I mean, look, look, look at a first grader. You know, sometimes you see first graders, they're held back. I don't know. I mean, usually it happens like in fifth grade, fourth grade, maybe. But a first grade, most people can finger paint at first grade, you know. <laughs> so like first grade, if you're held back at first grade, but, you know, and, you know, everybody moves on to second grade and you're still in first grade and then everybody moves on to third grade and you're still in first grade. Imagine being held back for 10 years. For 10 years, everybody's about ready to graduate. And then, you know, you're still in first grade. That's not good. And I don't say that to shame you or hurt your feelings. If you're a baby Christian, if you're a baby Christian and you're fresh out of the womb, praise be to the Lord. But if you've been playing games with the Lord, with the Lord you're playing games with the Lord, that is not good. And I say this because I love you. I don't say this to hurt you. I say this because I love you. You need to repent and be right with him. And then we together we move on to perfection. We grow. We study the word. We read the word. We heed the word. We yield to the word. And we yield to the spirit. And the spirit helps us. The Holy Spirit is a helper, the Paracletus. I like to think sometimes the Paracletus, Paracletus is the, the, whole, the helper. Just think of, you know, the Paraclete. I like a Paracletes. You know, a Paracletes. Have you ever like played football or soccer without cleats? Like you wear a pair of Vans or something, like no traction on the bottom. It's impossible. You're going to be sliding all over the place. You're going to be tripping and falling. And that's what people do when they do religion. Religion, no Paracletes, no Paracletes. No, you put, you put on your traction shoes. You see, the Paracletes. Because they help you in your walk. They help you in your walk with Christ. So too is the Holy Spirit, the Paracletus, the helper. He will help you. He will guide you. He will help you understand the Bible. Because the Bible is spiritually discerned. You see? And that's the manner by which you and me both, we move on to perfection. That's the manner. That's how we do it. And so now we look at verse 27. Therefore, whoever eats this bread or drinks this cup of the Lord in an unworthy manner will be guilty of the body and blood of the Lord. You see, that, that, that's, why we, that's why you hear us say all the time, you know, if you're a non-believer, if you're playing games with the Lord, communion isn't for you. Because I don't want you to be guilty of the blood of the Lord, the body and blood of the Lord. I don't want that for you. I don't want that for me. I don't want that for anybody. But there's, you know, instruction. You know, these are the rules by which we partake of communion as a church tradition. And I say that in the most pure form of the word tradition as a former Catholic. And I hate that word tradition. But this is a beautiful tradition. And so what are we to do? What are you and me both to do? 
Verse 28, but let a man examine himself. This self-examination is to scrutinize. And I'm never going to get tired of saying this, but it's to see whether a thing is genuine or not. You see, what you know of scripture, you have to weigh your life, put your life in the scales of truth and take a measurement. It might scare you and you might, you might rejoice. If it scares you, repent and then rejoice. If you rejoice, praise be to the Lord. Don't get haughty, but fear. You see, we, you and me both, we place our lives in the balance called Scripture, the Holy Bible. And where we're found wanting, you and me, we need to repent. You see, and be right with the Lord. And that's how we examine. That's this Exam- it's not examination based on what Oprah says, you know, examination based on what Dr. Phil says, you know, no, it's examination based on what Jesus Christ says and the word became flesh. Examination based on what the word of God says, Genesis to Revelation, all of it. That's how we examine, not the scales of Oprah, not the scales of Dr. Phil, no, the scales of Jesus Christ the author and finisher or the author and perfecter of our faith. Verse 28, but let a man examine himself and so let him eat of the bread and drink of the cup for he who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner. You see, it's entirely possible to partake of the elements in an unworthy manner. That's not good. Don't do that. That's why we have like, you know, warning labels on these messages. And the warning label is, hey, if you're playing games with the Lord, if you're not a believer, don't do it. You know, it's to say, hey, let today be the day of salvation. If you're playing games with him, cut it out. Don't play games with the Lord anymore. Because I don't want this to be said of you or me. To partake of the elements, as he says here in verse 29, in an unworthy manner. Because if that happens, it is written here, he who eats and drinks in an unworthy man in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. You see, not discerning the Lord's body. You and me, we have to be a people of discernment. We have to be Bereans. Bereans. And if, if you're like listening for the first time, you're like, what is he talking about? Listen to our study through the book of Acts. All of it. You'll see what I'm talking about. In verse 30, for this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep or translates as many have died. You see, that's what happens. It's not just, you know, hey, it's communion Sunday here. Drink this here. Eat this. No, it's very holy. Very, very holy. Your heart has to be right with the Lord and my heart has to be right with the Lord. And in so doing, in this manner, then we partake of the elements. And I have to stress, at any time, if you have the realization of you're in the wrong, just hit pause. Just hit pause and get your repentance. Lord, forgive me, I blew it. You know, get your heart right with him and then unpause and listen because we're about to take partake of the elements together as a church body. And, you know, before COVID struck and there was all these shutdowns, which now it's kind of coming back to life a little bit. But before all that happened, you know, we used to meet 
corporately and do this. We'd have worship music, a time of prayer, corporate prayer, individual prayer. But, you know, we we have like a, a little underground model how we do this, how we do these things now. You know, a little underground model. And, you know, be in prayer too because, you know, Lord willing, we'll see what happens. But, you know, this, this uh, shutdowns are starting to lift. And so look what happens here in verse 28 or in verse 29. He who eats and drinks in an unworthy manner eats and drinks judgment to himself, not discerning the Lord's body. For this reason, many are weak and sick among you and many sleep or many are dead. For if we would judge ourselves, you see, judgment unto self. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, don't judge lest you be judged. Because they don't like to finish the rest. Don't judge lest you be judged. Don't judge lest you be judged. Well, let me tell you something. When you judge, make sure you do it to yourself first. You don't want to be a hypocrite and have a big plank in your own eye. Do it to yourself first. It's holy when you do that. Remember, the scales of scripture, the scales of Genesis to Revelation, not the scales of anything else in the world. Because this world is perishing. The things of this world are at enmity with God. And so we see here in verse 31, if we would judge ourselves, we would not be judged. But when we are judged, we are chastened by the Lord that we may not be condemned with the world. You see? Yes, this is a beautiful uh, 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 tradition. It's a holy tradition, but there's a point behind it. We do it for a reason that we may not be condemned with the world, that we can have our hearts right before the Lord. And in this manner, we partake of the elements. Verse 24, and when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, take, eat. This is my body, which is broken for you. Do this in remembrance of me. Let's partake of the bread. In the same manner, he also took the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the new covenant in my blood. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. Let's take the cup. And this, beautiful people of the way, this concludes our our communion Sunday message. God bless you. I love you.